Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Okay, you guys, today's exciting. Oh my God, I'm going to say something so lame. We have chingona. <laughs> did I say it good? You I love did Spanish, it. by the way. La chingona. La chingona Eva Langoria. <laughs> oh my God. I love Spanish. Look at my vamos feet. a hacer esta podcast en español. Venga, vamos. Solamente. Okay. ¿Pero Perfecto. tú hablas español? Sí, yo hablo español. ¿Mucho? Sí. Yo Vivo en que... México. ¿Qué? Vivo en México Vi, ahora. Vivas en... No ahora. Uh-huh. Ahora. What do you mean? Yeah. Right now you're living in Mexico? Yeah. I didn't know that. I live between Mexico City and LA. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. For how long has that been? The past five years. I mean, since my son was born. Yeah. We spent more time in Mexico City. The whole COVID was, we were in Mexico. Wow. Yeah. What's that like? The whole COVID. Did I sound old? <laughs> the, the whole COVID. The whole COVID yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Mexico City is amazing. One of the most beautiful cities in the world. It's such a food destination now. And and then you pop over everywhere. Like Oaxaca is pretty fun. Merida's fun. I did Searching for Mexico, this show right. about food. And yeah. um, so I was in Mexico for like shooting for five months there. And it was just so great. I love Mexico. But yeah, I didn't grow up speaking Spanish, but now I speak right. Spanish. Yeah. So you didn't grow up speaking Spanish. Yeah. Your parents, but are like Mexican, yeah. mm-hmm. but didn't Mexican speak Spanish to you. Yeah. yeah. No, they spoke Spanish to each other, but they didn't teach us Spanish. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Were you like, why didn't you talk oh, to me? Oh, I get, I get mad at them all the time. Yeah. I know why, because, you know, that time still there's a big push for assimilation for kids. And there's a big like by the school system, by society of like, don't let them have an accent and yeah. don't let them be other. Don't let them speak any other language. And <laughs> oh, bless you. That's Thank how you. you know it's an actor in the house. It's like how loud the sneezes, right? <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm allergic to perfume. Oh, no. I don't wear perfume. And I put perfume on today going, I'm going to put perfume. Nope. Bad idea. This is why. Do you see my eyes? I I sound stuffy. My eyes are watering. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, what's so funny. I went to college and I did like a marketing major. I minored in theater just because I liked it. Yeah. And it was like going from the regular classes with like, you know, normal people. Yeah. Where I did the marketing and the whatever intro to mass media. And then you go to the acting classes and that's how they sneeze. You know, <laughs> that's the difference between someone who's a performer. I, I you know, love I love my it. husband is so embarrassed when I sneeze on the street. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, Stop less attention less, from please. people. I can't. I, if I do a quiet sneeze, I literally a rib will pop out. <laughs> I go, I can't. I've got to let why, it out. Why would I like make life harder? Why OK, so Mexico City, I know you did the show. Yeah. All about, like food. You just wanted to eat your way through Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley Tucci called me because he had Searching for Italy. Right. Yeah, and he called me and he's like, hey, we want to do a spinoff. What do you think? We want to, you know, we think you're a foodie, you're a cook. And I was like, you got to do Mexico. And so I'm the one that pitched him on the country. And he was like, that's a great idea. And then they researched it and they're like, yeah. I mean, it's a jewel of a cuisine. It's one of the only, it is only one of two cuisines protected by UNESCO as a cultural treasure. And that's French cuisine and Mexican. The only two cuisines. And what do you think about Mexican food here in America? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Tex-Mex. Yeah. And so I love Tex-Mex. My husband hates Tex-Mex because he's a pure Mexican. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Mexican-American. So I love Tex-Mex. And I also, you know, spending 20 years in California, there's, you know, California Mexican. Right. But no, you know, it's the most popular cuisine in the United States. And was it important for you to marry someone Mexican? No, no, that happened by that happened by accident. Really? Yeah, it was like you know, a blind date situation. Yes, yeah. yes. My friend set us up, and I was like, I'm not interested in anybody right now. And neither was Pepe. Pepe was like, Hey, oh, so you we call met. Him Pepe? Yeah, his name's Pepe. Yeah. Well, I his name's Jose Antonio, but Jose in in Mexico, the nickname is Pepe. Oh, really? Yeah. We're learning so much today. I know, like William and Bill. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So anybody who's named Jose is usually called Pepe. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so Pepe. Pepe. Pepe and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, we both met and we were like, hey, hey. And that was it. And then six months later, we re-met and I was like, who is that? And my friend's like, that's the guy I've been trying to get you to date. And I was like, I've never met this man in my life. And he was like, yes, that's the guy. I was like, I don't remember. So then we, yeah, that was 10 years ago. Wow. Yes. But you know, my my second husband, because I've been married, I'm, this is my <laughs> this third is husband. <laughs> I have to clarify. <laughs> yeah. But when I was married to Tony, he, he was French. So my second language is French. I learned French and I was way more fluent in French than than Spanish. That's wild. And, you know, we, we spent our summers in France and his whole family's French. So I had to learn it. So when I learned Spanish, Spanish is my third language and it was much easier. Like I was like, oh, okay, I got it now. Wow. I can't believe you call Spanish your third language. I know. Isn't that crazy? But it's only in the United States that like we teach our children, like don't speak another language. It's like 
when is monolingualism better than bilingual? Like, when is one better than two? Yeah. It's weird. We're the only country that promotes monolingualism. Do you feel like they promote that here, though? Yes. Really? Oh, my God. If you speak Spanish, we've been told so many times. I remember, actually, I think it was in upstate New York. I was somewhere. My husband and I were speaking Spanish, and somebody literally told us, can you stop that? Yeah. And I was like, stop. I'm sorry, stop. What? And I was, I didn't understand. And I was like, oh, my God. It's crazy. Oh, my God. It's fun, though, because you can, like, talk shit about people without yeah. them understanding something. Yeah. Although Spanish, a lot of hard, people. Though. Yeah, with Spanish, it's hard. Yeah, a lot of My husband thinks that. So he'll start saying <laughs> something about somebody right in front of us in Spanish. I'm like, honey, I think they understand what you're saying. I know. That's I speak Hebrew, so it's easier. Oh, that's a Not good as one. many people know. Yeah. But I'm always like, how funny would it be? Yes. Or if I'll see like Israelis speaking Hebrew, I'm like, please talk shit about me so I can yeah, like yeah. catch you in I'm the moment. Catch you. Okay. So I just tease you coming on today by saying there is a flaming hot guest coming on today. Because <laughs> your movie, Flaming Hot, which you directed. Yeah. It's your directorial debut. debut. Yeah. I know. And what a fun, inspiring great movie i loved it so much yeah it's so good it's on hulu you guys super easy Hulu and disney plus and disney plus you don't have to even go anywhere no sit in your home yeah watch the movie how did you become attached to the project well i i've been directing for 12 years this is my first feature film Hmm. and i love tv i love directing tv i love the medium of television and my agent sent me the script and she's like you know, you should take a look at this. She's like, I don't think you're going to get it because so many directors were up for the job, really, you know, established directors and everybody loved the story. And so she was, I think, I don't know. I think you should throw your hat in the ring. And I was like, okay. And so I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, I was blown away by his story. Cause you've, you saw the movie. So it's not really about the hot Cheeto. It's about this man's life, you know, and it's really inspirational and moving and motivational and complex. And so I read the script and I was like, how did I not know this story? He's Mexican-American. I'm Mexican-American. Like, if I don't know this story, that means a lot of people don't know the story. And and then I became obsessed with like, I'm the only one who can tell this story (laughs) and went in. And I was the little engine that could in the director meetings because I was like, I have to get this. And I won the job. Audition to be a director. Yeah. You got to go pitch your vision and really uh, I didn't know that yeah and then you get a call back you know you go in they go great you make it to the next level you go in great you make did it to you the next level did you know how to create that kind of a pitch or does someone no I you? it was my second but I I knew enough and I knew enough to surround myself with people smarter than me so I had my agents I had my graphic designer I edited a reel I really did this all-encompassing pitch about the vision that I knew this movie could be yeah, and what it meant. And I was like, I don't think you guys understand what this would mean for us as a Latino community. But also, it's such a universal theme, right? Like anybody, like, you know, y- you loved it and you're right, white girl from New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lame. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because it's just inspiring. It's Yeah. Um, and it's a universal story right. of like rags to riches and perseverance and the underdog. And, and so that's why I, I identified with it because I was like, I am Richard Montañez. I've been told no. I've been told ideas don't come from people like you or no, 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 you're a woman. Maybe you shouldn't do that job or that opportunity. So I really felt like, oh, I think a lot of people are going to relate to his story. It's all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. Bass, you guys, bass. That's how I got to where I'm in Israel right now, as you guys know. 
base is my carry-on luggage. I freaking love it. We have the um the off-white beige and the black and we feel so chic. We feel so, you know, just just like travel ready. If you guys don't know, Base's uh luggage brand by Shay Mitchell, the amazing actress, you know, from Pretty Little Liars and you also know her for her fashion sense and for just the fact that she's so chic and stylish that obviously we would want the luggage that she has cuz she makes it look sleek and chic but all the while being affordable. Base has everything you ever wanted in luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle. By the way, the cushioned handle is my shirt. Built in weight indicator, washable bags for your laundry, and a gazillion interior pockets to keep you organized. I will not lie to you. I'm not an organized packer, but with base, it looks like I'm freaking like Marie, you know, forgot her last name because, oh my God, it just looks like I'm so organized, but it's not me. It's base right now. Base is offering my listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting base travel.com slash not skinny. Go to base travel.com slash not skinny for 15% off your first purchase. That's base B E I S travel.com slash not skinny. If you want to give your baby the lap of luxury and you want your baby to have a rash free bottom and you want your baby to have the best diaper in the market, that's Coterie. Coterie makes such amazing diapers. Since Noah was born, you know how it is if you're, you've, you know, you've had a kid, had a kid, have a kid. You're searching. You're like, I'll try this. I'll try this brand. I'll try this brand. This brand gives them a diaper rash. This brand is like too big. This brand leaks at night. Coterie is your life saver. No more getting up in the middle of the night to change your baby's diaper. It'll give you so many more hours of sleep per night. And it just will save your life. Listen to me. Coterie diapers are designed to minimize leaks, blowouts, and diaper rash. So you and your baby can enjoy a more comfortable, more dry, uninterrupted sleep. So they have 70% more liquid capacity and they absorb up to four times faster by moving liquids away from skin within 15 seconds, keeping your baby drier than the leading diaper brands. By the way, they also have amazing baby wipes. I really, really love their baby wipes as well. So it's time you use a better diaper. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping at Coterie.com. Promo code is not skinny. That's Coterie. It's spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E.com. The promo code is not skinny for 20% off your first subscription order and free shipping. Coterie.com. Promo code is not skinny. That's so crazy that you saw the script. You wanted to be part of it. You auditioned. You got it. They believed in you yeah. and you did it. And then I did it. And then here and we you are. didn't put yourself in it, though. I just saw that you did. And I was like, I no, did. I did miss it. Where I, were you? I was a secretary when Richard calls the CEO and all the bosses are pissed off. They go, who will let him let this well, guy Well, not call? the first woman not that answered. Not the first guy, but the second. No, the woman. He goes, get him on the phone. And I go, I don't know who that is. And I'm trying to dial the phone number. I cannot believe that I missed that. How do you, it's a blip. <laughs> it's, oh, it's like two seconds, maybe one. Did you think about maybe being Jude? No, never. Really? Yeah. And Richard Montañez originally, the real Richard was yeah. like, hey, why don't you be Judy? And I was yeah. like, because I'm 112. No. Oh but, my God. But also I felt like it was my first feature and I really wanted to be behind the camera. Yeah. 100%. And I love 
directing and acting at the same time. I actually love directing what I'm in. Yeah. Because I'm just more efficient and it's just shorthand. I can give myself notes in my head. Right. <laughs> but with this one, I was like, no, I need 1000% focus behind the camera. And Annie, who plays our Judy, Annie Gonzalez, is brilliant. She's so good. She's brilliant. And she's the heart of the movie. And so I was like, that's our Judy. It was clear she was our Judy. Did you relate to, there are a few scenes with the kids where they're like embarrassed about speaking Spanish. Yes. They get bullied. At school. For being, yeah. for being Mexican. Did did yes. you find like, did you relate to those oh, yeah. scenes? That yeah. Ha- yeah, that's happened to me many times. When I was in third grade, I um, had to go to this gifted and talented school that was like across town, not in my neighborhood. So I had to get bus there. And the first day I went on the bus, I had a bean taco because we eat bean tacos for breakfast every day. And everybody in my neighborhood eats bean tacos. But when I got on the bus, everybody had a Pop-Tart. And I was like, what is that? Oh, that's so cool. It had sprinkles on it. I mean, it looked so cool. And they were like, what's that? And I was like, it's a bean taco. Don't you guys eat these? And, And I remember a little girl on the bus going, she's Mexican. And I was like, what's that? Like, I had no idea yeah. that I was different. And then I was like, is that a bad thing? Why is she saying it like that? And that's when I kind of realized, oh, oh, so everybody's not Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would go to Mexico. Like, we would go all the time to, and we'd cross the border. We'd walk over, you know, because I'm from Texas. We'd walk over the border. And we'd have lunch. We'd come back. Like, it was a normal thing. And when we'd come back, we'd get in the line that, you know, was American citizen. And they were like, you just had to say, American citizen. They go, great. This was like, they didn't check a passport. They had nothing. And I thought that was a secret password. So I thought, why is it that long line over there? Why don't they know the secret password? Yeah, It's American citizen, guys. <laughs> just say it. And my dad's like, no, no, they're Mexican. And I was like, I know, but we're Mexican. Yeah. My dad's like, no, we're American. And every time I went to Mexico, they would go, oh, the American. And I was like, no, I'm, am I not Mexican? It's like I was confusing. so confused, confused. As, a, as a kid, for sure, because we were both. Yeah at the same time. And so it wasn't until like college where I really embraced how to navigate the hyphen, right? Like I'm 100% Mexican, 100% American at the same time. And I'm the most patriotic person you'll meet. I'm a proud American. I am like, you know, red, white, and blue, but I'm so proud of my Latino roots and my Mexican roots and our culture and our heritage and our traditions and our food and our language yeah. and you know all Did of you it find that you connected with him more as you got older yeah mm-hmm. yeah always do yeah you, do you find that with your I heritage think that getting older is just yeah better and that you yeah I think you you step back and go oh okay but again it's everybody forcing all cultures that come to assimilate like you gotta you gotta be this one flavor yeah and that's like no right why why would I know you're that? very good about saying like Mexican-American yeah like the hyphen. <laughs> the she's, hyphen. She's hyphenated. I want to talk about Richard Matanez for yeah. a second. Matanez. <laughs> yes. Because we loved a true story, obviously. Yeah. This is based on a true story. But why is the way that it's written is like he claims he mm-hmm. invented the hot Cheeto. Yeah. And then Frito Lay is like, we couldn't find it, but we support we support him. Yeah. So Yeah, and then Pepsi came out with like one thousand percent he is he is responsible. Oh, Pepsi came out and said that? For the success of Flaming Hot. Yeah. For the success of Flaming Hot. Yeah. Are they accrediting him with like... Well, he's not the chemist. Right. Obviously. And I feel like that's what people are like, wait, he's not the chemist. No, he didn't mix maltodextrin with yeah. God knows what. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no. And we don't say that in the movie. He came up, his genius was marketing 
and going, you're, you're ignoring the Hispanic market and we put Chile on chips and we should, why don't we try this thing? So they already had this spice and development. Yeah. But what they did was give him the opportunity to market it. Yeah. And so that's what, where his genius really was, was, you know, I know my community, I know they'll love something like this. And they were like, great, but there's beautiful, do you, do you see Patty, the secretary in the movie that passes the call through? Right. You know, it's a big moment in his life because a secretary could have been like, no, right. I'm not passing. You're the what? I'm sorry. You're the janitor. Yeah. I was kind of surprised you passed the phone on too. Yeah. True story. That's a true story. One thousand percent. Every time he does a TED talk or a motivational speech, he credits Patty, the secretary, for passing the call to the CEO because she knew Roger Enrico was like that. He loved talking to the front line and factory workers. And so she's like, oh, he'll love to hear from you. So Patty passed the call through. So we had a Dallas screening and the real Patty was there. And she came up on stage and she said, I remember the day he called and pitched this idea to Mr. Enrico. She was Roger Enrico's secretary till he died. Wow. And so her testimony is beautiful because she's like, I remember he was like forceful but humble. And he was uneducated, but he was smart. And he was passionate about what he was saying about his community. And she's like, I got to pass this call. She remembers the phone call. She remembers passing. She remembers all of it. And she remembers the the journey that Enrico and Montañez, Richard, went on in their lives. Like he, she goes, he loved, he saw himself in Richard because Roger Enrico, the CEO of PepsiCo, was an Italian immigrant. Right. So he identified with, with Richard's huspa. You know, and his moxie, I think. God, why am I saying all these Hebrew words? (laughs) Hello. You know what I was shocked at in the movie? Just because we've become such a greedy, like, nation and everything's about money. Yeah. The whole time I was like, is he getting a cut? Like, what's, you know, is he, how is he knowing, like, what he's making from this? And it's wild that it wasn't, didn't seem to be about that in the movie. It wasn't about mm -mm. getting his cut or getting copyright on this. Or credit. Right, or credit. It was like. He was doing this kind of for the factory to keep. He wanted more shifts. Yeah. Like he literally was like one foot in front of the other. He wanted, you know, to move up. And what really happened, which is in the movie, is Roger Rico sent out a video to he always sent videos to the company. And and in one video, he said, I want I want everybody to think like a CEO. This is your company, too. Yeah. And and that's when he was like, oh, okay, so that means I can. And people are like, no, not you. Others, you yeah. know, and he was like, well, why not me? I could think like a CEO. But yeah, it, it's that's why people go, oh, you know, did this really happen? Right. Watch the movie because then you'll go, oh, OK, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Does he you've spoken to him probably, right? Yeah. Richard, yeah. Did yeah. he kind of guide you on the on the film? Yeah. too? Oh, yeah. He no. Did. I mean, all of this. This is why the film is in is in his perspective. It's mm. in his voice. Yeah. He really believes this is what unfolded and happened like he really didn't know what a boardroom looked like and those boardroom scenes where they're all talking like cholos he really was like he thought a boardroom was full of boards like he didn't understand (laughs) like what do they do in there yeah and so when we have all these fantasy sequences it's because it's i really wanted to show like his thought process like he was he couldn't read or write when he took the job like he couldn't fill out the application so why would he know how protocols yeah, in a big company like that. He didn't know there was, you know, a research and development team that develops stuff and takes millions of dollars. He just thought like, look, I made this in my kitchen. Should we try it? I don't know. Like, and I mean, it was no matter what is said out there, he did go from being a plant worker. 100 percent. To being an exe- top level executive. Top level executive. 42 years. 
That is yeah. a wild story. And that's why Pepsi is, is 1,000% behind him. Yeah. They're like his body of work at the company has always been celebrated. Yeah. We've always lifted him up. We're, we've always been proud. Have you guys tried 21 Seeds? It's amazing, award-winning, infused tequila, okay? 21 Seeds is a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. It's smooth. It's not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. I'm like a either white wine or tequila blanco kind of a girly, but I'm not downing pure shots of tequila blanco. I usually need some sort of a chaser, but I don't like it to be too sugary and literally 21 seeds and their infused tequila. It just made all my dreams come true, solved all my problems. They also make the most delicious and easy margaritas and cocktails so you can focus on the fun instead of trying to be, you know, a bartender or a mixologist and make your own cocktails. So check out 21 Seeds if you want to try an amazing one-of-a-kind infused tequila. I also really love that 21 Seeds is a female-founded company. Love to hear about a female-founded company. It's by two sisters and one friend. And they're also super committed to celebrating the LGBTQ community. The founder, Kat Hanta, said that she created the brand with the intention of providing a fun and inviting space that is inclusive. So super inclusive. We love to freaking hear that. So try 21 Seeds in Infused tequila for easy and delicious cocktails. Visit 21seeds.com to find 21 Seeds near you. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Do you like Hot Cheetos? Love Hot Cheetos. I've never tried it. What? I know. We don't even have it here. It's too early right now. Have you guys tried it? Like everyone, it's universal. I don't know why I haven't tried it. Do you like spicy? I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, do you? Are you really good yeah. with spicy? Yeah. So they're not spicy to me. They're in Mexico. We have extra. They're XX flaming hots, which is in a black bag. Those and you can my, handle that. Yeah. Those Look are, at your nails. Those are my jam. Is like that my, on purpose for yeah. the movie? Oh, yes. Okay. But no, I grew up eating flaming. I don't remember a time where I didn't have flaming hots. As a matter of fact, the first time I ate a bag of normal Cheetos, I thought something was wrong with my bag. I was like, no, I got a bum bag. What the hell is this? And they were like, no, those are regular Cheetos. I was like, there's a regular Cheeto? That's Wait, did dumb. Because in the movie, the little kid is like kind of the guinea pig. Yeah. Do, were you a little kid eating spicy yes. food? Really? Yes. yes. Wow. Because I feel like in America, at least, till this day, and my my son is like almost three. It's oh, like, yeah. don't give him spicy. And I'm like, am I not allowed to? Yeah. Like, is well, it a bad he, thing? Is it a bad thing? Or is it just like not good? You know what I mean? Like right. we're taught kind of like that spicy can be like. Well, a- not for uh, In Mexican culture, like here's a jalapeno. Like eat it, put it in the bottle. My dad, my mom would put jalapeno sauce on my nails so I wouldn't bite it. Bite no. my nails. Yes. Like she was like, go ahead, bite your nails. And she put jalapenos on my nails. Oh like, my yeah, God. I can't remember not having spicy stuff. And you know what? My pediatrician, because my son's five, her she's Indian. And same thing with like mm-hmm. spices. And she's like, your children should eat what you eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, How is he with like, with spicy food? He's not there yet. Yeah. And my my Mexican husband's very disappointed in you're his trying to give him spice beans level. <laughs> I mean, your stomach must be made of steel. <laughs> I feel like I, after the age of 30, I can't handle beans, oh, spicy, no. really? alcohol, all this stuff. My <laughs> stomach's like, no. Oh, I How do all it? those things. Your alcohol, beans, cheese. spicy, not cheese. That's a, yeah. Cheese has become an issue. Yeah, lactose has become an issue. Really? And you know what's so funny? I just shot a show in Spain. Mexico, Spain, the rest of the world has this lactosada milk, like 
lactose free. Yeah. Uh huh. And if you we go don't. to if you go to Starbucks, if you go to any coffee shop, they ha- that's an option. But not here. Not here. Here you have to get the the plant based. Yeah, milk. you got to get almond or soy. Or, yeah. I was like, no, I want I want lactose free milk, and they're like, no. Huh. <laughs> but everywhere else in the world, you can say this lactosada, and they go, oh yes. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about you and how you started acting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you okay. want to talk about that? Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Were you the little girl that, like, Put wanted on a to show. be on stage no. and on a show is in home No. Videos? I will say, though. I will say. So, I grew up in a family of educators and also. Like, they're both t- teachers. Teachers. Right. My mom's a teacher. My aunt's a professor. My aunt. Everybody, like, is is education, education, education. Also, my three sisters look like you. Like, really? Yes. Like, like you mean like they're blonde, light? light skinned. They were all my three sisters were blonde, like blonde. We have pictures where there's the three sisters and me. Yeah. And I was the only one that came out with black hair, dark skin, dark eyes. My sisters have ha- these beautiful hazel eyes. My mom's Weta, which is the white one. They call her Thea Weta because she's so light skinned. Yeah. And so I grew up as La Prieta Feya, which means the ugly dark one. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who called you that? My mom. No, <laughs> my family as like a joke. No, as like it's an in term of endearment. But but, but like but people would walk up to my mom and go, your daughters are so beautiful. And who's this? Oh, and I would be like, I'm one of them. Blah, blah, blah. So much so that when I did a DNA test, I was like, I, got, I hope my parents are my parents. I hope. My Why'd pa- you do a DNA test? Because I did that show where they trace your DNA or whatever. And to find your roots and all that. Oh. And it was so fun. And the guy kept going, you are going to be so surprised. I can't wait till we reveal your DNA to you. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Am I my am I my parents' <laughs> child? Like, don't tell me that yeah. on camera. Yeah. And he was like, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Just check. Oh, God. I was like, I never thought to do a DNA test. Yeah. So I wasn't the pretty one. Like, I grew up as not the pretty one. So I there was a conscious decision when I was young to be the funny one. Mm. And I really think that has lent itself to my personality. Like not just like, oh, I'm going to be an actress, but like I just don't value beauty in my own self very much. And you know, I'm with L'Oreal, I'm a spokesperson, which my yeah. sisters are still like, why'd they pick you? <laughs> still, like nothing like family to ground yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, that's not a high value characteristic in our family, except, you know, so I, so I did do think, I didn't grow up with celebrity, you know, again, I'm, much older than you. And so we didn't have tabloids. Obviously, we didn't have social media or anything like that. But like, it was like the National Enquirer was the big tabloid. So it was like, aliens have landed. <laughs> and Robert De Niro had a baby. So you're yeah. like, I don't know what to believe. I don't Which know. Which is still happening, by the way. Robert De Niro is still having babies. Still having babies. Yeah. Still having babies. Still having babies. <laughs> and That's a, I don't know about aliens. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, aliens did land. Oh, okay. Just, yes. They did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just yesterday, aliens landed. So you didn't have tabloids. I didn't have So I didn't grow up with celebrity culture. Yeah. So people were like, who were your role models? I'm like, my mom, my aunt, my yeah. sister. Like, yeah, what do you yeah. mean? I, I never. And today, if you ask kids or younger people, who's your role model? They're like, you know, so-and-so. It's like Taylor always. Swift, a yeah. Sla- yeah, it's always a celebrity. And I was like, no. And I grew up with TV. So my mom was a big soap watcher. So we'd watch soap operas, you know. So that's what when I when I landed in LA and landed on a soap, my mom. But was you like, landed in LA. You so arrived. I want to know, know how you got to like go to LA. Well, I was in a beauty pageant. Right. Yeah. And so when I was in Texas, Lafaya went to a beauty yes. pageant. By the way, my mom was like, "I really don't think you should do this." 
My whole family was like, so why you are you entering confidence. the beauty pageant? You had no, no, stuff. because it was a scholarship pageant. Mm. And I didn't go in going, I'm so beautiful. It was, this was in college. It was my last year of college. And I ran out of money. I ran, my Pell Grant ran out. My financial aid ran out. My, my parents weren't really, you know, paying for the college. And my girlfriend goes, you should enter the scholarship pageant. And I was like, what, what is that? Like a beauty pageant? And she's like, well, yeah, you know, it's the same, but, but the prizes were, was money for school. And I was looking at the prizes and I was like, fourth place was like books. And I was like, okay, if I could just get fourth place, then I'll get my books covered. And then like third place was like books tuition. And then, you know, second place was books tuition boarding. And then first place was books tuition boarding and a stipend or whatever. And so I was like, okay, if I could just get, I was trying to cobble together, you know, m the money to finish my senior year of college. And so I entered it and I won. And I got to finish college because of it. But because I won that, they were like, and you advance to the next pageant. I was like, oh God, no, 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 no. I'm not a, not a pageant girl. I just wanted this prize. And I had to move on to the next pageant. But I remember calling my mom and I was like, mom, I need a dress or a gown. I think it's called a gown. Didn't even know. I didn't know. And she's like, for what? And I was like, I have, I'm in this beauty pageant. She goes, oh, honey, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, do you think that's a good idea? Because <laughs> she was like, you're not going to win. You're going to be disappointed. I'm like, I'm not going to be disappointed. I just need to get fourth place. <laughs> and you won first place. <laughs> and I won the crown. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you advance and advance until. And then so I advanced to, to the Miss Corpus Christi pageant, which is where I'm from. I'm from Corpus. And I was like, okay, let, me, let me just do this. And then I won that one. And in that prize package, when I was Miss Corpus Christi USA 1998, he, yes, it's pageant wave, that, in that prize package was a trip to LA. And it was like for acting and modeling. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to go to LA. Like I had never been out of Texas except to Mexico. And so I was like, yeah, I'll go. So I graduated college and I come to LA and it was like this modeling and talent convention that we had to go to. And I was like, okay. And all these managers and agents wanted to sign me because it was like 1998, 99, where it was like live in La Vida Loca and J-Lo <laughs> and Made in Manhattan. Like, yeah, all, yeah. like it was the Latin explosion. Right. And they're like, you're Latina. You're going to kill it here. You should stay in L.A. You're going to do so well. And I was like, what? Do what well? Like, what is it? What is it? That, and they're like acting, modeling, whatever. But like being Latin's the new thing. And I was like, OK. And this is 19. I was like, OK, I'll stay. And I never went home. Oh my God. I took that trip and I just told my and you mom. you got signed from that convention. Yeah, I got a manager and five roommates in a one bedroom apartment, like that we're all at that little convention together from one from Minnesota and a girl from Idaho. You know, it was like, and they were all like drama nerds and we've been studying for this our whole life. I was like, oh my God, I've never done this. This is amazing. What's going on? <laughs> so rent was like $100 for, split between five people. You know, Like we oh were all God. in this one bedroom part in Hollywood because I was like, I want to live in Hollywood because when I write home, this is when you still wrote letters. It'll say Hollywood. It'll say Hollywood, California on the envelope. And so that's why I chose to I live in Hollywood. You stayed. Well, and, and then, then I had got... my degree. And so I was like, I can get a job. I have yeah, a degree. Right. 
I, I'm not going to wait tables. Wait, what was your degree in? Kinesiology. But then you went back education. to school, right? Yeah, and then I got my master's later. In Chicano studies. In Chicano studies. During Desperate yeah. Housewives. During Desperate Housewives. I'm telling you. I come from a family of educators. They were like, and you don't have your master's. Like, does it even count? Yeah, does it even count? Do you even exist? Wait, <laughs> so you stayed and then you started getting like little parts. Well, then I did extra work because I'd never been on a set. Yeah. And I was like, let me, I mean, I should probably be on a set. So I, I signed up to be an extra and I did an extra, extra jobs for like a year. And I was just on set going, what's that? Why is the camera there? What's that? What's that light do? <laughs> da, 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 da. And they're like, this extra needs to go back to holding. Can somebody take her back to holding? And I was just like, you wanted to learn. I wanted to learn. What's a mark? Why is this mic here? Th Hello, testing one, two. And they're like, oh my God, get off the set, little girl. And then I got one line and then I got two lines. And then, you know, and I just yeah. moved my way up. And did you get passionate about it as you were doing it? Like, damn, I kind of like, you it. know what I what I got passionate about was producing and directing. Like I really was immediately was like, who's that person behind the, the over there? Why do they seems like they're making all the decisions? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, that's those are the producers. And I was like, what's a producer? Like, well, the the, the bosses like they're yeah. the ones that put together. And I immediately was like, oh, I want to be that. I knew that really right away. And then also, like, I took so many jobs. I had 100 jobs while I was pursuing acting. And one of them, I worked at a live event company as a PA and running around, getting people coffee, whatever, but then learning, right? And I was like, what's a, what do you, they're like, hey, send this budget upstairs. And then I would just keep it. I would make a copy of it and I would study the budget because I wanted to know what does this mean? And, or, you know, booking talent, right? And we had, a, it was a live event coming. So they were, we need to book this band. I mean, and I was like, oh, okay. And you got to call the agent. Who's it? What's an agent? Like, so the agent negotiates the fee. And they go, no, we offer the fee. And then they, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just was so curious. Uh -huh. And I asked a lot of questions and I learned. And then I moved up to like an AD and then I was producing live events. So when you got the Young and the Restless, your mom oh, was, was like, dying. I want an Oscar. <laughs> like, I love anything personalized. So personalized hair care. Give it to me. You're not sure what hair care is right for you. Check out Living Proof. You don't have to guess. You go to Living Proof. You take a quiz. Okay. It's an AI online hair quiz. We love AI. It analyzes your specific hair care needs and styling goals. It uses their first to market technology to help customize the right hair care routine for you. Living Proof literally studies the root cause of specific hair issues and their scientists develop groundbreaking technologies to treat it. Living Proof actually invents it. And that's why they have like 120 global patents, 450 plus formulas and over 200 awards. OK, Living Proof always formulates without silicones, harsh sulfates and all that ish. They're also PETA certified, cruelty free, color safe and safe for chemically treated hair. You guys, Living Proof is where it's at. I also love, you know, their hair oil and they also have amazing dry shampoo and really they just have great products. So save your hair from the guessing game and give it the products your hair deserves with Living Proof. Visit livingproof.com slash not skinny and use code not skinny to get 15% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com slash not skinny Code not skinny for 15% off your first purchase. Livingproof.com slash not skinny. Code not skinny. Okay, you guys, this is a true story. I used to wear granny panties and granny panties only. And it wasn't until Kim Kardashian herself came on my podcast and told me that 
you know, before skims, she used to go commando and not wear underwear. And she was like, but now with skims, it's just so comfortable that I can wear them. And I was like, okay, about time I tried. So I got some skims and I never looked back. I literally replaced my entire, well, okay. I didn't replace, but I moved the granny panties over for period only. And now I'm only in my skims fits everybody thongs. By the way, Kim's favorite is the dipped in the front. And I love it too, but I love all of them because all of them feel like butter. All of them don't give you a wedgie, which I thought that's what thongs do. And all of them just feel like you're actually running around naked. I freaking love it. As you guys know, Skims has so much more to offer from their amazing boyfriend tees that I love to their bralettes in different colors. You know, Kim loves an onyx and umber, all those colors that we freaking adore. So the Fits Everybody collection is really where you want to start. It's lightweight. It molds to your body. It's everything. It's available in sizes XXS to 4X. So believe the hype, you guys. Skims Fits Everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, you get free shipping on orders over $75 at skims.com. After you place the order, be sure to let them know I sent you. Select podcast in the survey and be sure to select my show, Not Skinny But Not Fat, in the drop-down menu that follows. Is it like different acting though with the soap? It's like more it's hard. Oh, it's harder. Yeah. In it's what way? So hard. Well, you do like forty pages a day. Right. Right. You but in terms of like and... the acting, which is, I feel like more dramatic. I well, it's, they're all dramas. Right. You know, it's not like just, understated acting. Yeah, it's not like but on bump. There's no like, hey, yeah. Let's make this funny. You know, it's it's a dramatic form, and there's actors who've been doing it forever. Right. Um, that again, my mom was like, oh my God, you're going to be on with so-and-so Doug Davidson, my, my husband on the show. I loved, he was on the show. I think he's still on the show, but he was an amazing actor. How did you stop? Did they kill? They fired me. (laughs) (laughs) They fired you? At what point? After my contract. I mean, three years because the storyline ran out and they were like. Usually you would come back as like your ghost or something. I know. I know. You didn't. No, I didn't. But I I loved my time on there and learned a lot. I mean, just the amount of dialogue you have to learn, it builds your memory muscle. And so when I moved to primetime TV, which like we're doing eight pages a day, I'm like, well, Oh, yeah. A breeze. Sure. So when you got Desperate Housewives, which was. Oh, it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could do this. At that point, how long were you in the industry when you got that? Well, I moved here in 98 and that was 2003 when I got the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. And then 2004, it premiered to the world. And that was really like the big. That was the big one. Did you know it was going to be big? Like when you. No, were... I thought it wasn't going to get picked up. When we did the pilot, I was yeah. like, this is so different because it wasn't a drama and it wasn't a comedy. It had women over 40 in it. Like, God forbid you had a show with women over 40. I was the only one that wasn't 40. Right. But Gabby was kind of, oh, I was playing older because mm. she was still their friend. And But I remember it was like, I go, well, I don't think this is going to last. But I I was like counting my money that I got from the pilot to see how long it would last. Like I was like, okay, I did this pilot. I think I could survive for like another six months, maybe a year. And you know what? Like I was just budgeting my little apartment based on just the pilot because I thought, oh, this will, this won't get picked up. It's too, it's too different. Yeah. And then it boy, got, did it get boy, picked did it up. get picked up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was, it was overnight the success of the show, not me because I was, 
like I said, I had already done stuff and I was already on a primetime show before Despacito. So it wasn't like I was an overnight success, but like the global reach that Despacito has had was overnight. And still, I mean, it's, yeah, it still plays in it's France. The, it still plays. It's like yeah. one of those shows that just sticks in yeah. pop culture, in people's, yeah. in the back of our minds. Yeah. Would you ever go back to do a reboot? I would love to. Yeah. I, I would be the first Wait, to Wait, I saw that Jesse Metcalf was just at the premiere. Yeah. Which is so funny because I feel like you're married, you know, with a child, but still there was like, Eva Longoria, and Jesse Metcalf, <laughs> like sexy couple. We were best friends on that show because you know Jesse was playing younger. He, right, he was playing a seventeen-year-old, but he was twenty-five, and I was twenty-eight, playing forty. You know, so we were the same age, and we were like in the same Hollywood cool group of oh. like, let's go. So we were we were best friends, and again, this thing happened to us. You know, this explosion happened to us, and Jesse and I both came from soaps. He was on a soap also, so mm. we kind of had the same background, and we just held each other's hands through this moment and it was really great him and my husband ricardo chavira i loved like i had i had great guys on on the show you had a lot of guys on the show. <laughs> i know well that's another reason i was like i don't know if we could reboot it there's nobody else i could sleep with i have slept with everybody on that show i so don't did think he come to support you at the yeah, premiere yeah that's so cute yeah. are you still in touch with any of the other yeah. women yes. oh yeah yes felicity and marcia and i are very close you know they were they were my rock on the show they were they took me under their wing. You know, they had successes. They, you know, Marsha had Melrose Place. And Before, yeah, Lucy yeah. She had, you know, she's an actor. So she had amazing success. And so for me, I was like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> um, and they, those two, like I, I I, was so lucky to like be in their presence and, and be in their warmth. Like they're amazing like human Like it was beings. a fun show to yeah. film. You had yeah. good chemistry. Yeah, it was, yeah, the chemistry. We, we tapped into something that was, you couldn't describe like we were just all on the same frequency and and I loved it. It was a decade of our life. Yeah. It's a long time. Where did you film? Universal Studios in LA. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You weren't like stuck in Atlanta or something. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, that's fun. I know. That's and fun. rare. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Your son, Santiago. Yeah. Cutest thing ever. Thank you. Five, turning five, five in a minute. Any minute now. Any, yeah. June yeah. 18th. June 19th. Okay, so not a Gemini. It is a Gemini. It is a Gemini still? Yes. Oh, I know. Say I you're was in the so clear. Sad. You're not in the clear. No, I I'm was a Gemini, so, sad. so relaxed. Okay. But for guys, I get it. <laughs> but for guys, I get it. I know. For guys <laughs> from astrology people, I, yeah. It's a thing. I mean, my son's a Leo, so it's like we're in it. Okay. We're in the thick of it. Well, I'm glad. He, I'm also glad he's not a Taurus. I don't know why. Really? It's like, oh, God. I don't know. I feel like that would have been problematic too. They're all, they all have, but Geminis. I mean, listen, we love them. We love him. So he's the cutest thing ever. He's turning five. And you, I read that you said that before you met your current husband who has children, you yeah. weren't that into, you were like not thinking about it. Yeah. And I, his kids kind of sparked that in you. No, Beppe sparked it in me. Mm. Like just he is, I always think children are a product of love, right? Yeah. They're just a beautiful blessing. I really think that. And so when people are like, you want to have kids? You want to have kids? I was like, I mean, if I, if it happens, I right. don't feel like. I was never the person who's going to do it by myself. Like, I'm going to go do it myself. I, I was like, oh, I think I think I'm okay. And I was 40, you know, when I met Pepe. So, so when when were you pregnant? 43. And how was that? Did you, were you good? Did it's you great. feel good? Really? It's great, yeah. I mean, Damn, was, those jeans. It was good. Those, look and at you. Yes. I can't deal with it. I know. It's honestly annoying. It was great. But yeah, so then Pepe was like, and I loved his children. I mean, I love his children. But yeah, it was just like, I think this we should do this, and we're like, yeah, let's let's do this. 
and now I can't. I mean, I just, I don't even remember life before. I know. What did we do on weekends? I don't know. Like, and I was like, chill? how much time did I, did I read books? That's I think <laughs> I used to read books. <laughs> that's, that's what I think about sometimes. I'm like, what, what were you did so I do with all busy? the free time? What were you so busy about? Like, I, I remember being busy. Yeah. But I also think like people go, wow, how do you handle it all? Your career and motherhood. I was like, well, I built my career when I did not have a child. Yes. And that's easy. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. all about you. It's all about you. All about you. And how is it navigating your career now? Now, because, you know, I get to choose what I want to do. It's so much easier to make decisions about my career. Because if it's going to pull time away from Santi and my family, then yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm you're like, wait. do things that you're really I got to go to Bulgaria? About. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or Atlanta? No. I'm not, yeah. you know. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really lucky that I get to. I have that filter now where it's like easier to say no to things. Because Does he get what something. you're doing? No, but he did see Dora the Explorer and he was like, wait, you're Dora's mom? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but just sometimes, <laughs> you know, and he was like, what do you mean sometimes? So that was the first time he saw me on screen. Yeah. But he's been on every set I've directed. And he's since he was in my belly to breastfeeding to he says action on Flaming Hot. So he gets that actually. He's are like, you teaching him both Spanish and English? Are yeah, you doing the bilingual thing. Yeah, yeah, are yeah. you like making it a point to like oh, at no. home we speak English? At no, school? we just speak Spanish. You just speak Spanish because yeah. he'll pick up the everybody English. speaks English. Yeah, name. yeah, and he's perfectly bilingual. He's way better Spanish speaker than me. He corrects me all the time, all the time, and he gets frustrated. Like he's like, "Mom, oh my god, it's not." Like I said, he was playing with a knife the other day, and I said. I was telling him, no, it's dangerous. I said, Le you know. Grosso. Uh-huh. But I was trying to say, no, no, the knife is sharp. So oh, I okay. Said, no, no, no. Muy, muy sharp. <laughs> That's what I said. And he goes, filoso, mama, filoso. But oh like that, God. like like with the head. Attitude. Attitude. And I was like, oh, is that the word for sharp? Oh I never my God. knew the word for sharp. He corrects me all the time. Like, what's, I don't know, some bugs. Like, he knows all the bugs in Spanish. He knows everything. Well, he goes to, to school there. Well, yeah, like he has, he has everything is everything. He's immersed in Spanish. Yeah. You know, our, our, my whole family, you know, takes the, the whole village around him speaks Spanish. And wow. when we live in Mexico City, it's like pure Spanish. And when we're in L.A., it's Spanish in the household, but everybody English else. everywhere else. Yeah. I have to ask you about your friendship with Victoria Beckham. Okay. Because when I first saw it, I was like, okay, friendship goals. <laughs> like, I feel like you guys just kind of booped it on Instagram, some like posts together. And I was like, we don't know about this. Yeah. How did you meet? We met because my ex-husband knew her, David because mm. of the sports world. Mm. And so that's why I met David and Victoria. And then they moved when David played for the LA Galaxy to Los Angeles back in the 2000s. Yeah. And that was it. We were like peas in a pod. We were just were like, Foom. and she's, you know, we're the same kind of funny. We both like, she's just so funny. And I feel like people know about you, but people don't yeah. know that about oh, her. Oh gosh. She is so funny. Uh-huh. By one of the funniest people I know. I mean, wow. she's so funny. And she's the most loyal, caring, kind human beings. Like she she is there. Wow. Yeah. She's just a good human being. I know people are amazed at like two celebs, but like, no, she's a really <laughs> she's like a good two celebs two are celebs friends. Are friend. Like it's like we don't I don't look at it like that. Like if she would be my friend, if we both were just mm -hmm. like neighbors. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's just a great mom and a great businesswoman and a great like everything. You're like, yes, I want to be more of that. Yeah. Yeah. You surround yourself with people that you like respect and yeah, or 
You're like, so I wanted it. to shout out your tequila. Oh my God, tequila. Oh, you're, you're looking, looking for at it. it. You're like, where, where is are the it? shots? Where, it's 11 in the morning, people. <laughs> the, the Repo Baby shirt yeah. was genius. Yes. From the so ne- good. Nepo Baby. Nepo Baby. Yes. I mean, Santi, who knows? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Who knows? That's why I'm trying not to be too hard on the on the Nepo Babies because I'm like, my son might be a Nepo. But no, my son will earn his way for sure. A few quick questions before you go. Yes. Coffee order. From Starbucks or well, in general, in general, yeah, I have a four shot latte, but small, like a small cup with, with four, four shots. shots. Basically, I want espresso with a little bit of milk. Uh huh. And we I know do. you drink plant based milk. No, deslactosada. Well, when you're here, I I just do low fat. Oh, okay. You did. Oh, I know because I can't. You don't like the other one. I don't like the other one. They don't cream it enough. For they don't you. cream it up, and they have a taste. Mm, they do. I don't think favorite snack. Flaming hot Cheetos. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Any shows you're watching right now? Well, I just finished The Last of Us, which oh, that was so good because I'm so in love good. with Pedro Pascal. I mean, yeah. That's my celebrity crush. He is? Yes. He's so, I mean, Well, my, my all-time celebrity crush will always be Ricky Martin. Meet him? Yeah, he's one of my best friends. Oh, stop. But I, I met him when I was 14. I literally stood in line for Menudo autograph in, in my hometown. Why isn't he making music? Tell he him. He is on tour. Okay. Yeah. Scratch that in post. <laughs> <laughs> He is. In, in, in America? Everywhere. 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 He's okay, on tour right now. He... Like he was just in Argentina or Peru or something. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. you're good friends with him we're too. We're very good friends. We're like, we're we're very good. That's my other really dear friend. Aww. But I still, I would love to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting things coming up. I know you have another doc that you, a documentary that you yes. directed. Yes. Thank you. Guerra. Uh, La Guerra Civil. Yeah. yeah it's the documentary about the 25th anniversary of Julio Cesar Chavez fighting Oscar de la Hoya and how it really divided the Mexican household because Oscar was Mexican-American and the new guy and Julio Cesar Chavez was the champion and the Mexican still national treasure. Yeah. And so it's a really interesting doc that that explores who gets to say you're Mexican enough. And it was through this fight. Wow. And it was really, it's really powerful. It's on the DAZN, D-A-Z-N. Well, you're really connecting to your to your roots. I, this and is the stories I know. I know. I'm yeah. not meaning to like. I'm only going to do Latino stuff. I, I just think we have a lot of stories to tell. And well, well Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, you guys connecting to Bob Poulter for a minute. Okay, was married to Shanna Mochler. Yes, I don't think they got married, but they have a baby. They have a baby, Atiana De La Hoya, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. who Travis Barker is her stepdad. Stepdad. Married now, to Kourtney Kardashian, you guys. And now Courtney, there you go. Yes. And she's part and of the family. She's really part of the family. I mean, she is, he's yeah. like her second dad. So that's really cool. I saw you're on TikTok now. How's I am TikTok a, I'm going? I'm on the TikTok. I am. I'm not on the TikTok. You're so not you on are TikTok? younger and hipper than me. I can't handle it. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And it's very, I get it. I get it. Like it, but it's so fast. It's too fast. Frenetic. For me. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? it's like, a lot. I want to look show at you things sunset. you don't want to see. You're like, I didn't. Ask. I didn't. Why? I, I, I got to figure follow. out my algorithm because I mine feel like never, I'm getting weird shit lately. Mine was showing me girls putting on concealer, and I was like, they don't get that. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But you are on TikTok. Other exciting stuff coming up. I have a show on Apple that I shot. It's the first time I'll be back on TV in a while. Oh my god, that's exciting! I know, very exciting. Apple is bougie and fun. Apple's so bougie. <laughs> um, I was so excited, and I just shot a movie for Disney Plus, which was Alexander and the Horrible, Terrible, No Good, Really Bad Day. That's a sequel to to that, and that was really fun. We just wrapped Jesse Garcia, and I. Jesse Garcia is the star of Flaming Hot. 
Oh. But now that we went to go do this movie. Oh, that's cool. I know. It's so He's great. so great. He's amazing. How good is the star of Flaming Hot? So good. He's yeah. amazing. Everybody go watch it. Yeah. It's such a fun, like I said, inspiring movie. That's like a whole family movie. Yes. I also I, told my yeah. husband, I was like, he doesn't watch TV with me a okay. lot unless okay. it's like murder or something. Yeah. Yeah. So and I told him I was like, this is a story, and I feel like it's just so enticing to everybody. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, the flaming hot Cheetos. So it's about the guy. He was in that, and I just yeah. feel like it's one of those things. It's so easy to get people on board to oh, yeah. watch it. It's yeah, like, feel it was good. The number one streamed movie in the history. And I of saw it was like, yeah. I always look at Rotten Tomatoes. I have a problem. Oh my god! Do you look at Rotten Tomatoes? I for don't. It? Really? I just they send me the score. So it's doing really well. Yeah, we have critic 88, score, 88 but also audience, audience score, which is more important. Very more, more, way more important. Really, I always go. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We made a beautiful film. Yeah, you know, eighty eight percent. My followers know how I am about Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, I I'm like, ooh. I'm really surprised too because there was a study about Rotten Tomatoes about like they didn't have enough women and and diverse critics and so sometimes that can skew a movie mm. you know if you have a rom-com yeah. and they go boo i didn't get it well it wasn't made for yeah. you <laughs> yeah, right. you know what i mean no but honestly as much as i like rotten tomatoes i'm usually at like a 40 like if it, if the critics give it a 40 i'm, I'm you're in I'm, I'm in i'm like this is good for me if it's 100 i'm like i'm scared okay <laughs> eva longoria thank you so much for coming on thank you for having what me what a, a fun like pleasure for me oh so thank, thank you. you for making this movie thank you and uh, for coming on my show thanks for having me thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of not skinny but not fat follow me on instagram at not skinny but not fat subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes rate the podcast that you love so much on apple Podcasts and write a little review if you tell me you did i'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next tuesday Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.